0: You're listening to an A Jesus Mission podcast. People who will change the world. I'm Andy Ziesmer, and that's what this show is going to be all about, is not only how we become those people, but I'm going to introduce you to hundreds and hundreds of people we know around the world living on mission. Okay, maybe you know us, maybe you don't. So I'm going to give you a little context. My name, again, Andy Ziesmer. I am the president of A Jesus Mission. We are a mission sending agency, which means basically this, that we send people to live on mission all around the world, whether they are going as a missionary or whether they are going to plant a church or going as a barista or going as a rock and roll band. We don't care what you're doing because the method is irrelevant. The mission is static and will never change. You'll hear us say that over and over again as we talk, uh, hopefully in the hundreds and hundreds of episodes episodes that we're going to bring you. Um, The the main point of everything we do is to share the hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ, that he transforms lives. And so as we do this, uh, I'm going to start bringing you not only information and updates about what a Jesus mission is doing, that's a part of this podcast, but I want to bring you specifically people I know who are changing the world. Now, that doesn't mean they're doing some grandiose thing necessarily. It could be that they're changing the world by discipling their kids, their two kids at home or maybe they're leading an international organization or some grandiose thing that you have heard about. Regardless of what they're doing, I want to introduce them to you because I believe as we're going into the world, learning how to unite the mission, that being the mission of Christ, that's that's part of our aim as we go on a Jesus mission is to unite the mission. We're doing all these things so that we can we can hope to equip the found, that's to push the church forward, and to find the lost. I'll talk a lot more about these things in the coming episodes and in the coming weeks and months and hopefully years that I'm, I'm sharing this information. Information with you, but I want to start today by diving right in. I want to give you this interview I did with Jordan Faker, and it's more conversation than interview. I just sat down with him uh, at his home, uh, outside of his home, actually, in his trailer. I'll let, I'll let the story tell itself. But um, Jordan Faker and his family are going to Spain as missionaries very soon with the Jesus Mission. And so, without further ado, here's me and Jordan crowded around a little iPhone microphone talking about what it means to prepare to go overseas. Okay, so I'm sitting with Jordan Faker now uh, in his trailer, which Makes you me don't live look. in a trailer, no. but you have a trailer. Yes. He's kind of a hobbyist <laughs> by nature is what I've learned, but I'm here with Jordan Faker. His kids and Chelsea, his wife, are all inside. We came out here because it was the quietest spot. We could record this. Part of recording these these conversations is they're, they're not going to be all, be always the most like pristine audio because we're just grabbing people we're, we're doing stuff with, but I'm really excited to introduce you guys. Uh, who are listening to this to jordan faker uh tell me about where you're going or tell these guys about where you're going and what god's doing initially uh and maybe then we'll kind of get into where you came from and why why missions mm. <laughs> why overseas missions, missions?
1: this can't be that long of a podcast though <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> right <laughs> yeah yeah people, so people can press stop if they don't want to listen that's true they'll just, jump they'll, just they'll just switch it
1: yeah but then they, they won't hear how awesome the bass country is so. true that's Tell true. us about the Basque Country. Yeah, How? why the Basque Country? Why the ba- Well, should we talk about where the Basque Country yeah. is first? Okay, probably most people don't know that. That's true. Define yeah, find the Basque. Define country. Find the Basque Country. Also, a long podcast, but uh, keeping it short and simple. The Basque Country is a region in northeastern Spain and even part of southern France. Hmm. Uh, they are a very particular group of people with their own culture, their own language, and yet they are part of the Spanish government. Um, but that's also part of their cultures. They don't want to be part of the Spanish government. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, they are just a fun group of people <laughs> who they love food. They <laughs> love to re- hang out. They love to relax. Uh, their, their culture is hanging out down in the city center till late hours of the night on Pinchopote pote and eating food and just talking mm. with their friends. So, um, I've just fallen in love with their culture, but yeah, that's where they're at. They're in northern Spain. Um, beautiful. It is gorgeous. It, up there. It is. I I've
0: driven through there not realizing I was in the Basque country. Yeah. Because you don't you don't see it as the Basque country. You no. see it as
1: Spain. Yeah. And even they have uh they have signs there that will say the city in the Spanish name, and they'll say the city uh. in the Uxeda name as well. So. You say Euskera. most people wouldn't know what that is. That's, yeah, an, that's is... an entirely separate language they exactly. speak up there. Yeah. there. Is it rooted in Spanish or is it different? No, so Usqueda is not rooted in Spanish at all. It is not rooted in French. Italian, any of the love languages It's not rooted in any language that anyone knows of. In fact, the Basque people will tell you that Adam and Eve were Basque because, <laughs> you know, they were the first people. So, uh-huh. um, but their history dates back a long ways. Their language, their culture, their everything. And that's why they're holding on to it so so hard. And I think they should because hmm. it's a beautiful culture. So give me the 30 second version of why, how you even know about the Basque region. 30 seconds. Is this the Andy <laughs> 30 seconds? Yeah, Andy like 30 minutes? seconds is fine. Or 20? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, shortened as I can version. Uh, our church has been hosting Basque students every summer, uh, the month of July they come over, um, and they go to, they, well, essentially they, they host, well, getting all jumbled. They they stay with us in our families' homes of the church. And then uh, the the families take them around to see Washington to hang out. We go to Seattle for a day. We do a bunch of different events as they just come and hang out and get to know us. They know they're going to church, so they go to church every Sunday. And then the way I got connected, uh, being the youth pastor at the church I'm at now, is I got to go to camp with them. And that just started a a huge love for them as I got to hang out with them, go river rafting, rock climbing, hiking, get to know them, get to talk to them, asking them questions, them asking me questions. And it just, it it made me fall in love with them. And then the next year I ended up being the speaker at the camp. Um, And so I was now the one not only hanging out with them, but teaching them and falling in love with them and telling them about Jesus, having some of them asking questions, having uh, even through the years, a couple of them coming to know Jesus. Hmm. But the hardest part was always for everyone sending them home. Because we knew that in the Basque country, there was nothing there for them. There's no evangelical presence. Yeah. Uh, they have the Catholic Church, but most of them don't like the Catholic Church for historical reasons. of, um, Like when Franco was in power, he placed his own priests into the Catholic Church. Mm. And so a lot of them think that church kind of goes with Franco, and, and that's no good. So, But yeah, they, they have no evangelical church. They have no evangelical presence. So now we're yeah. sending these kids home back to normal life where... You know, they have no hope of Jesus. They have no hope of uh, salvation, uh, a freedom from their sins, their fears, their anxieties, whatever. And so it just killed me. So we fell in love and that was like eight years ago. (laughs) When was your first trip to the Basque region? So our first trip to the Basque region actually came as a blessing. Um, So quick thing. So we lost our second daughter, Rowan, um, but we had to raise a lot of money as we were paying bills and different things. And we ended up with an extra amount of money uh, like $3,000 extra and wow. so we were just like, you know, we don't think people are gonna be mad at us after losing our child if we Go on a quick vacation. So uh, hmm. t- t- 2017 Wow or 16 I don't remember the exact year, but we bought tickets we went and we stayed with uh, a Family of one of the girls we hosted and, and that made it even us fall in love with it even more as they treated us like royalty they paid yeah. for our bus tickets they had five pounds of Milka of chocolate sitting on our bed because they knew we loved Milka chocolate. They took us everywhere. They took us out to eat every night. And if they didn't take us out to eat, they were making us food. We, wow. they literally wouldn't let us pay for anything, including my sunscreen, which I did not know she was going to pay for. I thought our student was helping me with the system. And then she pulled out her credit card and before I could do anything, paid, She'd for, paid it. for it. So, awesome. couldn't even pay for my own sunscreen. That's how much, though, the relational investment went because we hosted yeah. her as a student. Her family wanted to show that respect yeah. and that love back. Wow. And, and hosting students has just knocked walls and doors down and open yeah. as hard as possible. Dang.
0: So, you're going in the soon coming year. I mean, circumstances obviously permitting, mm. uh, and God's timing being perfect well you'll get there when when timing is right do you have a plan for when you'd hope to depart for the
1: region yeah so we're hoping to depart october of 2021 um partly to give us uh more time to fundraise time to maybe properly say goodbye to our family and spend more time with them have one more summer with them and yeah and one more christmas with chelsea's side of the family and and all that so like we we're trying to plan it out that way and then also uh October just made sense because that's when our church would send someone over to uh, go bring students students back or to recruit students for the next summer so we're hoping that we can just go over and and do that and then essentially stay there but yeah so October 2021 is the current plan that sounds like a long time away but it's going to come so fast yeah my youth students were actually telling me that this morning and almost had a a tearful moment there yeah
0: it's going to come out of nowhere so if you're listening to this you you I think one of the, the keys of this podcast is going to be digging into missional lifestyle and, and not just how we live missionally here at home, but how we live as missionaries going overseas. You mentioned fundraising. That's a huge piece of living on mission that so few people know about or they there's they so many questions about it. Well, before we did this, we were actually looking at your budget and planning like, Yep. some of the things that you have to think about. There's so many things that missionaries going overseas have to think about differently than people living here in the States. So um, you, you mentioned you're going to need that time to run around and fundraise. What a lot of people might not realize is that there's a cost to fundraising. There's a cost to raising the support to do the thing that God's called you guys to do. And you guys have kind of counted that cost and gone, we, we recognize that that it's there and we're willing to get in and start working. So describe what that might look like to somebody who's never even heard of fundraising before. What it? What what does that mean to,
1: to you guys and what you're about to have to start doing? Yeah. So fundraising in itself, fundraising is, is terrifying <laughs> and, and it's hard because we have to humble ourselves to uh, go to these people and to anyone who's, who's willing to hear about yeah. our, our mission and just uh, sh- sharing what God has given us as a vision and, and as a plan and humble ourselves by saying, Hey, we know we need support. I can't financially provide for myself over there to be able to do these things So I'm asking you, pastor, you, brother, you, Uncle John, you know, whoever, we're asking you humbly for money. But then at the same time, you have to have a certain amount of boldness to say, you know what? We're going out to do missions. We're going to do the work of God and it costs this much money and we want you to be part of it. So why don't you come and do that as we move forward? Because it's also a thing that there are people who are called, I think, to international missions. I think we're all called to missions, right? As your book so clearly uh, states there's Andy's plug for his book. But we're all called to missions, but some people are called to do missions right where they're at. Yeah. And some of us are called to go overseas, but the way anyone here can be part of that mission overseas is by giving. Yeah. So that's, that's literally their way to say, hey, I want to serve you. I want to serve this mission as you're doing it by providing funds for you. I want to be a part of it. Yeah. And so, it, you know, obviously as a missionary, we got to first set the budget, which that's a pretty complicated thing. Yeah. You got to think about, I'm living over there, so I got to pay for all the things that I would normally think of: food, clothes. If we got Netflix, Netflix. If we've, you know, got education, or if our kids want to play soccer, or this. That, there's so many things, or travel to and from the country. There's so many different things there,
0: plus fees and all we these things. We're just talking about how you even pay for going to the dentist <laughs> and like the the normal lifestyle things that you need to do. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because we're gonna have to pay into the health insurance of Spain because. We're in a completely other another country, so our, our insurance over here obviously would not cover over yeah. there. So there's things that, you know, we have to set our budget for all that, which our current budget is looking around nine to $10,000 a month, which is a lot, but that also includes ministry budget, right? Yeah. So not only am I taking myself, my wife, and our three kids over to the Basque country, we're also doing a ministry on top of it. So now we're looking at like, okay, discipleship and taking people out for coffee or food or... Let's say I need to travel to this other city to go meet with this person or if we need to rent a space or all these things. So we're not only just funding ourselves over there, we're funding ourselves and the mission that we feel called to. And that's why it might seem like a lot, but there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. But then on top of that and, and what we're supporting over there, you know, I still have my job here. And that pays for the bills here, but then in order to, let's say, go to California and hit a couple of different churches and people we know, you know, then we're looking at plane tickets, we're looking at potentially a rental car, food while we're down there, a place to stay while we're down there, and and that adds up as well. And so that can be something that even kind of, I think the enemy likes to throw up as a roadblock, like, oh, oh yeah, but what about all these things? You can't afford to go to California and talk to your people. (laughs) That's right. You got to stay here and just kind of keep waiting till the right moment. But, you know, I think some of that's going to take a step of faith in just being like, you know what, God? We know you've called us to this mission, so we're gonna trust that you're gonna get us there, and so we're gonna step out and start working on that, which that includes talking to, you know, that again that boldness moment of like, hey, can we have a conversation about yeah. this mission that we're going on, and and just trusting that the Holy Spirit's gonna work in those people to say, yeah, let's let's be a part of this, and uh, then also just the boldness to step out and say, hey, you know what, we're going to California for a month, and we're gonna travel and fundraise and spend. The money we see necessary and trust that god is going to bring those people who are going to provide in for it because i think that's what it's going to take and obviously we have a lot of people here our family our friends people here we're just using california as another example but even here like you know if we uh gotta drive to the other side of the state to see chelsea's family or or whatever there's just just expenses that you don't think of that go
0: into those things that's a huge part of going as a missionary that most people don't even think about I mean people in the Christian world might think about that because they've seen missionaries come through their churches or they have a cousin who's a missionary so they're used to giving to certain projects or certain undertakings but yeah to be able to raise or or to need to raise support to go do something like that is a is no small undertaking so you guys have planned to till probably around October to get to work fundraising doing that kind of thing so if you're if you're listening to this and you want to have if you have a heart for Spain or the mm. Basque region invite these guys <laughs> I'll go. put his email in the in the show notes and you can uh, you can invite these guys to come be a part there. Yeah, dude, this is there's so many pieces to living as a missionary like that that's just, we could talk for hours,
1: hours. In fact, <laughs> hours, we do not want to talk for hours. Yeah. We just don't record those conversations.
0: Yeah. I came up here to lead worship this morning at your church. Here in Gig Harbor, Washington, mm. um, and it, that was awesome to get to be a part of that. But then you made a masterful chili, and we watched the Seahawks game. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here, and he's wearing a Russell Wilson jersey. So we're sitting here in his in his trailer, uh, where the kids do homeschool, and where <laughs> he reads his book in the morning. And then he's wearing this the Seahawks jersey. There's it, there's no more like down home feeling than this right, right here, and it's perfect. <laughs> Love it. But there's such a cost to going and even. Like, this is something you've invested in. This is If you he were sitting in like this kind of older Airstream trailer right now, uh, Airstream or whatever, whatever brand <laughs> it is, yeah. but you've invested a lot of time into refurbishing it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There must be something weird that goes through your head and going, I'm investing all this time into refurbishing this, and I'm not even going to use it to vacation with my family Like because now I've made this decision mm-hmm. to go overseas. Is that hard? Is that weird? Is it awkward? Is it joyful? Do you care?
1: Oh, I care, but, <laughs> but it's just a thing. You know, and, um, you know, basically the reason I did it was because like Andy said, I, I'm a hobbyist. I, I need something to do. And when quarantine came, I said, Hey dad, that trailer that's been sitting in your yard for 15 years, I'm going to fix it. So I've been doing that. And I knew that, you know, there's a good chance we might never use it or maybe use it once or twice and sell it. Or, you know, do I leave it parked at my dad's house or You know, is there a way to ship it to Spain and <laughs> and, and travel around Europe with it? you know, obviously on, yeah. on on weekends or on vacation yeah. day, not, I'm not, I'm not asking for money so you can fund me <laughs> traveling around Europe, but you know, you know, so it is just a thing though. So if I need to sell it, cool. But if God provides a way to be like, Hey, you know, we want you to really use this in Europe yeah. as a way of refreshment yeah. for you and your family to, to get on small trips, you know, all yeah. of the Basque country and most of Spain takes an entire month of August off. Yeah. So like, you know, maybe we use it during the month of you. August run around and yeah. be with your people or maybe when we come home occasionally to fundraise or just to see family yeah. that we have a thing we just go grab it and go yeah. and, and whatever it's awesome but you know it's, it is just a thing it's, it's gonna burn one day and so yeah. if I need to sell it cool if God wants me to keep it cool it's, it's a thing yeah but I do love it it's fun that's all part of
0: and this I've had this conversation so many times and we'll probably talk about this a million more times on this on this show but learning how to count the cost Mm. for what God's called you to do. There's, there's pieces like that where you've invested part of your summer, part of the quarantine summer into building this thing. And now Mm. it may not ever be a part of your life again, but you've counted that as a part of the cost to Mm. going overseas because you understand the necessity for Mm. those people who, you know, whose families need to know Jesus. You Mm -hmm. understand the necessity for them to come to know Christ. So that's, that's incredible. And I'm, I'm really honored. We get to work alongside Mm -hmm. you guys. If you don't know, A Jesus Mission is going to be partnering with the Fakers as they go. So you can find their URL. Mm-hmm. Uh, their URL. That's, their, that's a weird way to say that. You can find their site. Yeah, there you go. Their, their, their portal on a Jesusmission.org. Um Just look for, you just search the word Faker, their last name, Jordan mm-hmm. and Chelsea Faker, and you can support them or you can read more or you can contact them or uh, you can invite them to come so, um, uh share at your church or be share at your home church or be a part and just invest in the work God's doing over there. Or if you just want to get coffee, I'll get coffee too.
1: Yeah. That's whatever.
0: He's pretty, pretty introverted. So he doesn't, (laughs) he won't really sit around and talk to you very long. No, no,
1: no. I don't talk at all.
0: Yeah. Um, man, it's been so cool to get to sit here and, and have this conversation. There'll probably be more opportunities before, um, you go over that. We'll have you on this show, and we'll kind of share mm. some updates, maybe. And I know next month we'll be down in California together at a missions so. conference, and we're doing all these different things. So uh, you'll you, you'll probably see me posting about them, so you can follow them online or find them and add them. But man, thanks for taking the time. Anything else on your heart to share before we before we wrap it up?
1: Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. You got to go read Andy's book. I think it'll <laughs> I think it'll encourage you. As you just understand, like, you know, what is my purpose in this world, right? Yeah. What, uh, as just a regular, everyday goer, is how am I going to be a person? Uh, literally, what your book, as I'm looking at it, says on the front. Becoming people who will change the world. That yeah. tag, you know? We all want to change the world for Jesus. We want to make this world a better place. And it's only going to change through Jesus, not politics, yeah. not anything else. Come on. And so, so let's do it. So, you know, Andy's book will be a help for that. It will help you kind of challenge you and, and kind of thrust you forward into your specific role. But then also to understand, yeah, what maybe that helps me understand my role as a missionary and Yeah. understanding missionaries better is what they're doing. Basically, you know, extending Christ into the world, trying to change yeah. literally the other side of the world. So uh-huh. I think it's good stuff. So it's jump awesome. on that and just get some nuggets out of there.
0: <laughs> get some nuggets. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for telling people about my book. That makes it easy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what an honor. Uh, look them up on a mm. and uh, we'll see you next time here on this show thanks for thanks for sitting with me Jordan okay I can't wait to bring you more conversations like that more information about what is happening around the world as we go on a Jesus mission we go to unite the mission to equip the found and to find the lost and so you can find out more on ajesusmission.org find us on Instagram Twitter Facebook all of those things until next time we'll see you later